Welcome to the Getting Soul Fit Podcast. I am your host, Melissa Page, addict, alcoholic, turned sober and free, founder and owner of Catarse, a women's empowerment athleisure line and movement, fitness cover model, mind, body, and soul coach, intuitive empath, lover of laughter, donuts, authenticity, and addicted to growth. Each episode, I will host a special guest or topic that will help empower you to conquer any and all obstacles and fears to rise. This show is your one-stop shop for raw truth and unapologetic growth. Happy Saturday, everybody. This is now the second episode of my podcast. Thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you're having a really good weekend. I um, had an Instagram poll on my IG this past week with what you guys wanted me to cover. And I was secretly hoping you wouldn't say fear um, because that is something that I'm dealing with a lot of lately. And 90% of you guys said, speak about fear. Um, With everything going on in the world, it's not a shock that people want to talk about this subject. So fear is a big one for me. And I remember before I got sober in 2011, I ran my entire life around fear. I was fearful of what you thought of me. I was fearful of how I looked to you. I was fearful of doing anything that was challenging. Um, I was afraid of failing. If I'm being honest with myself, I was afraid of succeeding. Um, I was afraid of talking to new people. I was afraid of heights. I was afraid of flying. I was afraid of everything. You guys, I literally ran my life around fear. Um, Fear and anger. And you know what? Anger is actually a secondary emotion with fear being the primary, primary Um, motivator behind that. So if you ever think about moments in your life when you're really, really mad and you're stewing in it um, and you're resentful, it's usually over something that you're afraid of not having or something you're afraid of losing. Um, That's just something to think about. But getting back to fear. So fear, um, I've heard the acronym fuck everything and rise or face or fuck everything and run or face everything and rise. Um, And it's really your choice. And it's not so simple, is it? You know, um, when we think of fear, it depends on what is causing that fear. Um, I have a phobia of heights, for example. And one of the things that I've been told um, year over year and through my own therapy and, you know, through learning on my own and experiencing life one day at a time is that the only way to deal with fear is to walk through it. Um, And it's not, again, it's not that simple. But, um, you know, before I got sober, I was afraid of everything. And then when I got sober, I had to face everything. And by facing everything that I was totally running from before, I was building the confidence and the courage to do life one minute at a time, one hour at a time, one day at a time. Um, And I really believe that courage is a muscle that you have to use and you have to use it consistently. Um, And it kind of goes hand in hand with self-esteem. You know, self-esteem is not a noun to me. Self-esteem is an action. And one of my dear friends told me one time, I'll never forget. She said, you know, 
self-esteem when I was first getting sober, she's like, you have to actually work at it. You know, how can you, how can you have self-esteem if you're not doing esteemable acts or esteemable things? Um, and, and that goes along with fear. And another thing that I've learned is just doing life, you guys, like you need to make sure, seriously, this is so important that your friend group is good for you. Um, I can't remember who said it, but you are some of the five closest people that you um, ha- that you live with. And when I say live with, I don't mean like you have to live with them, but the five closest people to you that you deal with on a daily basis, you're some of them. Um, if you want to do better, you have to surround yourself with people who are doing better. And I can say that like my friends, um, my closest girlfriends, they push me to be my be myself and be my best self. Um, and they do that through action. So I made the mistake of telling one of my best friends, and I don't say like it was an actual mistake, but I told a friend recently that, you know, I told a few friends um, that I have a ter- terrible phobia of heights. And when I say phobia, it's not quite the same as just a fear. I, you know, when facing something with heights um, and that fear of falling kicks in, I freeze, right? So I freeze, my my palms start getting sweaty, I, I start breathing harder, um, I, I feel just panic, like complete panic take over me and I can't, it feels like almost like I'm, I can't move. I'm so frozen in it. Um, but I don't like having things that like keep me from living my life to its max. And I told one of my best friends, um, you know, I have this fear of heights, this phobia, and I have a phobia of flying. You know, anything to do with heights and the idea of falling, like that's the phobia. And she's like, all right, so we need to start working on that. Um, And she proposed the idea of zip lining. And I was like, sure, sign me up. So here we are. Um, This was a few months back. I have never zip lined a day in my life. I've never been up that high to begin with outside of flying, of course. And so we're driving to um, Occidental, California for the Sonoma Canopy Tours. Um, and on top of it, because I was so nervous to do this thing, you know, I told her, you book it, I'll Venmo you. So she she booked it and I ended up, you know, kind of like talking myself up on the drive. The drive was absolutely beautiful. I was feeling so strong in my conviction and so ready to just take on the height, you know. What she didn't tell me is that there's different tours you can take. And she booked the tallest, fastest tour, which is seven zip lines. It's two sky bridges. And to get down, you actually have to go down a rope. (laughs) So I didn't know any of this. So we get there and I'm feeling ballsy. You know, I'm feeling courageous and strong. Like, yeah, I'm about to go zip lining. How cool am I? Um, And we ride up to the, the first tree. We get to the top of the tree. It finally dawns on me that like, oh my God, I'm actually going to go zip lining. What am I doing? Like I'm up in the air, you know, but I'm like, I'm already here. So I'm going to do it. So the t- the lady that was guiding us, the tour guide, she said, okay, so the first zip line is what we call the baby zip line. It's just to get you used to the idea of having um, no floor below you. And I'm thinking, oh my God. Okay. So we were grouped with, I think, like five other people. I was hugging the tree, (laughs) literally, quite literally. Um, One person went, another person went. This continued. My friend went, and she seemed scared, but she loved it. I I could hear it in her voice. She was like, woo, you know. 
Now, given that this is the first line, it's the baby zip, um, I could see the tree. I was standing on one tree. I could see the quote unquote, the receiving tree where the other instructor or tour guide was there to help, help us break and land appropriately, right? So it was my turn. I'm panicking. My knees are buckling. I'm shaking. Um, and I go and I do it with my eyes closed. And I felt like I was going to slam right into the tree. I get down and my friend's like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, hey, so remember you, you know, you told me like, I can quit when I want. Like, this isn't like a life or death situation where I have to do it. No one's holding a gun to my head. She's like, you know, here's the thing. I know I said that, but you're going to regret it if you quit now. I know you, you're going to regret it. You, we drove an hour and a half here. Like she was really talking me up, but I was so pissed at her. You guys, I was like, how dare you? Right. So I don't remember, um, doing this cause I wasn't doing it consciously, but she said I was so mad at her that I had my back to her until the, like towards the end of the tour. Right. So I literally was pouting like a five-year-old kid and I wouldn't even look at her. I wouldn't make eye contact. I was like, how dare you make me face my fear? Um, and we ended up, you know, but what I ended up doing is I ended up loving it. Not the first line, not the second zip, not the third, the zip line that I ended up going, okay, I am here. I'm going to keep my eyes open. I'm going to look below me was the one that was the longest one where when you get on it, you cannot see the receiving tree. You can't see it. You just hear someone. It's almost like one of those, <laughs> one of those cartoons that like you hear, you hear the beginning of the zip and then you hear, ah, and it kind of trails off. And you're listening for a few minutes for the click of the person received at the other tree. And I was like, oh my God. So we did that and we get to the last zip line and then we do the two skywalks. And then when we get to the last tree, I'm like, yeah. I'm a badass. I did it. I did the zip lines. I've conquered, not really conquered my fear. You've got to do it more than once. But I know this has given me a taste that I can actually face this. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to, to get down and post about it, you know, because it's like it doesn't, it's not really relevant if it doesn't happen on social media, right? Or something like that. Um, so I was like, I'm ready to get down and tell the world that I have been working on my fear of heights and look how cool. And how much of a badass I am for zip lining. I got pictures to prove it. Um, and I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, so how do we get down? I'm like ready to go. And the, the lady, the tour guide's like, so you get rowed down. I said, what do you mean I get rowed? What does that mean even? She's like, well, you lean back from the tree and we literally row you down. I'm like, okay, you guys, there's not, is there an option to go down the little ladder like we had at the beginning of the tour? And she's like, no. And I'm like, son of a, you know, like I didn't, okay, fine. I guess we're rowing, we're rowing down. We're flying like birds. Like if I was supposed to have wings, I would have been born with them, but like, let's do it. Um, and so everybody one at a time starts going down, getting rowed down. And I looked at my friend and I'm like, wait, are you going in front of me? And she's like, well, yeah, that's how they lined us up. And I'm like, fine. And she was like, are you still mad at me? And I was like, no, I'm not mad at you. But I was totally mad at her, Naomi. I love you so much. And I cannot thank you enough <laughs> for making me face this fear. This is how I know you're a good friend. Um, pushing me to, you know, overcome things. Um, so we get down, we get down the row or we get rowed down like a bird. Um, and I get to the bottom and my friend's like, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. So I quit smoking cigarettes um, 
It's been about a year and three months ago. It's been a year and three months. But at the time, it had been, I think, right around a year, a little under a year. And so she goes to smoke a cigarette. And she's like, oh, let me get out of your way. And I'm like, no. I was like, blow it in my face, dude. Like, just blow that shit. Or in fact, just blow it in the air. And I'll walk through it gracefully. Because I was so stressed out. Um, but what I learned, and my legs were still shaking, um, was that... That is really, truly, you guys, that's the answer. And this is something that like, you know, whether you go through a therapist or something, it's always the same thing. It's called different things, exposure therapy, um, gradual exposure therapy, um, repeat, repetitive exposure therapy. But all that means is that the only way to get through a fear is to freaking face it. Um, And that's not, you know, I know it sounds a lot easier said than done, but that's really what it is. But to face your fears, you have to know where it's coming from. Um, with my fo- my fear of heights, for example, it's really simple. It's a fear of heights. Not so simple when you're facing it, but that's what it is. Um, if I'm stewing in something that keeps coming up, you know, like a resentment, right? I'm like, why? Like, for example, if you're resentful at somebody and you can't really p- point your finger at like the reason, the reason of why of it, right? Um, nine out of 10 times, it is a fear. There's something in them that's triggering you. Now, what is that? When you can get to the root of the why, then you can face it. We can't really face something that we really don't even know why it's happening to begin with. Um, And the way to get through to that is just start writing. Um, And I know I'm making everything sound so simple. And you guys, I know it's not. I know, you know, some of us have a fear of public speaking. Some of us have a fear of heights. Some of us have a fear of losing our homes right now. You know, there's a lot going on in the world that like, I can't even imagine. And I don't have, you know, the answers for that. The only thing I can say is for most fears, the only thing you can do is take action and face it. Um, We can't think our way out of it. And our brains are very complex, but we are not designed to repress memories. We are not designed. I know despite what Sigmund Freud thought at one point, (laughs) that is not what we're designed for. We're designed to face everything. We are designed to live our lives to the fullest. And with that being said, we cannot selectively ignore things. If we ignore a fear, it will get bigger, you know, and most, um, most, not all, and especially with what's going on in the world today, um, but most fears are not things that are this big monster of a thing. Most of our fears, really, when we start thinking about it, and once we start facing them, we realize that most of the fears that we, we are, most of the things that we're worried about never even come to fruition. And if they do, you guys are not nearly as big as what we play them out to be, because we are also very we're very creative beings. People are very creative beings and we will take something and turn it into a a 1990 horror flick with no problem when it's really just this little, little item. That's like, once you start doing the, the taking the action and moving forward, like one little baby step at a time, you realize like, man, I could have been working on this years ago. Instead, I've been kind of like living myself in, or keeping myself in a box, um, which again, I, I just, I really can't stress it enough. Like I do not want to live a life of regrets ever. And I never want to live a life 
that I'm like, I coulda, shoulda, woulda, but I was too scared. You know, I mean, honestly, um, the only real thing to fear, you know, is when they say fear itself. And that's true in many cases. Um, so just, you know, when it comes to fear, it's really your choice most of the time. Do you want to, you know, forget everything and run? And if you do that, if you decide to take that path, I've done that path, um, it will come back to bite you in the butt. You know, that fear will grow into a monster and it will come back to bite you in the butt. Um, or do you want to just forget everything in, in, in the medium of, you know, drugs and alcohol? Again, that just makes everything monumentally worse. And again, you're literally just postponing the pain because your brain is not, you're not here to forget everything and not remember things and repress, repress, repress. That's not what we're, we're here for, you know, or do you want to face everything and rise? And as a byproduct of facing it, you grow your confidence muscle. You feel more empowered. You're like, man, I, I was able to face this thing that I didn't think I could ever face. You know, and then you start getting more courage to face more things, which as a byproduct, better self-esteem, byproduct, self-confidence, self-worth. You can look people in the eye all of a sudden. You hold your head up when you walk into a room. Um, you are able to actually do the things that you want to do in your life. You know, most of the time, entrepreneurs, I've heard this said a lot, um, there's a lot of things that they want to do, but they don't do they have a lot of great ideas, but they're, they're so afraid of failure that they don't bring that to fruition. And, you know, people talk about successful people as if it's something that is unaccomplishable for themselves or unattainable. Like that's good for them, but what about me? It probably won't happen. The difference between you and them is they decided that they were going to have the courage to face their fears and walk through it. That's really the only difference because if you have an idea and you face that fear of failure, even if that idea doesn't work, it's just going to kick you over to do something that's even better for you. Um, so with that being said, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend. And please be sure to check out today's show notes for the details on the show. Um, in addition, I'm going to have some links there that are, are helpful resources for you guys um, and some other things that are going on. And until next time, thank you so much. hope you enjoyed today's episode check out the show notes for today's details on the show and be sure to share with a friend and subscribe i really love hearing feedback from you so please leave a review and let me know what resonated in the comments just a reminder you matter you are amazing and you are a warrior